I'm Taylor Allgood from the University of Cincinnati, and this is a Woman Identified Podcast. All right, hello and welcome to a new episode of Woman Identified. I'm your host, Taylor Allgood, and today I'm joined by two of my amazingly talented friends, Michaela and Sarah, as we explore the topic of modeling. Particularly, we're going to talk about our experiences with being women of color in the modeling industry. As always, before we get started, I'm going to pass it over to them so that they can introduce themselves and give a little background into their modeling experiences. So with that, welcome Michaela and Sarah. Hi, thank you so much for having us <laughs> yeah, today. Of course. Thank you for being here. I'm super excited for this episode. Of course. Well, my name is Sarah Snyder. I am a senior at the University of Cincinnati, and I have been modeling for three years now. Awesome. Who are you signed with? I'm signed with Heyman Talent Agency. Okay, awesome. Hi, I'm Michaela. Um, I am a sophomore at UC. And I have been modeling for about three, four years, and I'm signed with Heyman also. <laughs> awesome. So, of course, as you can probably tell, we all met through bookings with Heyman. So we're all signed with Heyman Talent Agency here in Cincinnati, Ohio. So I thought that it would be a really cool um, thing for all of us to be able to get together, kind of talk about our different experiences since we all came into the industry at a different time um, and kind of just like openly talk about our favorite moments, not so favorite moments and different things like that. So the first thing I kind of wanted to talk about, so we were all in Fashion Week Columbus this year. So um, I had the honor of being in two different shows with both of you. Um, I was in the Passport to Fashion show with Sarah and then the finale show with Michaela. Um, but we were all walking for different designers. So I'm just kind of curious, like, what was your experience like uh, at Fashion Week this year? And like, what did you enjoy most? Um, I would say mine was amazing. I had the opportunity to walk for Natalia Fendier. She's a celebrity designer. Period, period. Um, the day leading up to the walk, it was kind of hectic. Um, they messed up my makeup, like, three times. The my, day of? Yes, they messed up my makeup, like, three times. And they kept messing up on my hair. It was just stressful. But once I got dressed and everything put together, I just felt better and ready to walk. I know. I saw that on um, Natalia's story, the little Betty Boop moment reference. Yeah. You did look like <laughs> Betty Boop. You look so good. I was supposed to be her Betty Boop of the night. She always wanted that moment. And she wasn't um, going to let me walk. We were going to just do a photo shoot because I was too short. Oh. But she loved my walk so much. She let me walk. So. Aw, I love that. <laughs> That's great. I'm so glad you got to do that. You looked amazing. It was such Thank a good night. You. It was a very long night, though. Very long. <laughs> what time did you have to get there? Um, I got there at 9 a.m. And we didn't walk until 10.30. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we... Like, Xantha's models, who I, like, walked for at the finale, we had to be there by, I think... 11 and then we were the designer right before you had to walk so we didn't get on until like 10 15 oh my goodness if that and i remember like checking the clock 
when I got off the stage and it was like 11:15, and I was like I have to drive back to like my hometown right now like not Cincinnati I had to drive back to like the Cleveland area like right after that and so oh my I got home at like 3 a.m. <laughs> I was so tired but how was fashion week for you? It was super incredible. I walked for Alicia Lee, and she's kind of an upcoming designer, and she's so cool. I have the privilege of being able to walk in another show for her in a few weeks, but it definitely felt like a huge milestone in my modeling career because I'm also short, but somehow I've been bamboozling my way onto the (laughs) runway, and it works because they like my walk, so it just felt like... I was like making history and you know I always say if Ashley Graham can do it so can I period, period. I know all you, all you really need is like some five inch heels and you're over that threshold like literally. exactly I'm like all legs too so you know they a lot of photographers and designers think I'm like 5'10 <laughs> I'm like no I'm 5'5 five five. Oh, <laughs> they think I'm always taller and then they see me in person I'm like what? yeah same <laughs> but like speaking of kind of like modeling careers and milestones just to start off I'm kind of just curious to know like what the start of your modeling careers looked like. Like, when did you start modeling professionally, like specifically um, with Heyman, or like what jobs did you have leading up to signing with Heyman? Um, and like, what made you kind of like decide that you wanted to take that step in like signing with an agency? I think the jobs leading up to Heyman, I had two small jobs. One was for um, small Cincinnati company called Sweaty Vans. Mm. And one of my friends was co-oping for them and she was like hey like they need models something I always wanted to do so I did that so I had that like in my portfolio which was good experience I guess and then I did another one for a local vintage shop Sweet Dahlia where I had another friend co-op for them actually it was the same friend who co-opt and again she was like we need models so that's how I was able to like get my foot in the door, I guess, with modeling. Where are you like from the Cincinnati area? Like, yeah, I live like thirty minutes out, but okay. I always just say Cincinnati. <laughs> okay, what about you, Michaela? Are you from like Cincinnati too? Yeah, I live like more close to Clifton. Oh, okay. Actually. So, what about you? Like, when when did you kind of like make that decision, and like what led to it? So, I would say I didn't like think I would do modeling. Everybody always told me I should be a model. So um, one day my mom saw that Heyman was casting and she sent like an email of my, of just a couple pictures of me and they asked her more. So I took down like all my hair at the time. I had braids and I just started snipping. Really? <laughs> How old were you at this time? Um, I was in like uh, my sophomore, junior year of high school. Okay. Um, so literally I had box braids and I literally took those all out because they said they wanted natural hair so I had to take a whole bunch of photos and it was just uh, so much oh my gosh that seems like a lot of work but at least it was worth it though like you're with Heyman now yeah it was very worth it it was stressful but we're here (laughs) for me like I had a different experience because I grew up like east of Cleveland so like I guess Cleveland was the biggest city like closest to me but like I didn't really have like a known agency like super accessible to me so like growing up I had always like loved like the fashion world like my sister ended up going to school for like fashion merchandising so like we were always kind of like a fashion 
family and so it was always like something like that was an interest of mine but like my mom was always someone who was like you know school first like I'm not really gonna drive you to like Cleveland or anything for like consistent jobs or anything until you're like an adult um so I guess for me like getting into the modeling industry was more something that I decided to do when I got to college because I was in Cincinnati and so I was like you know I have my car I can get to the agency myself and like now I don't really need anyone's permission to like be in the agency so that's why I kind of started relatively I guess late I started in like fall of 2020 um so yeah, it definitely took a while um, for me to like get started, but it was always something that I like wanted to do. Um, and like before that, I had done like little things for my sister while she was in school, like modeled for her. Um, and then, did you guys ever know of the app called Winilo? It was like a shopping app. I only know of it because I stalked your Instagram. <laughs> If we're being real. <laughs> I'm dead. Like, it's literally, it's hit or miss. Like, people either know about it or they know, but thank you for your candid honesty. Yeah. Honesty is the best policy. <laughs> no, it really is. Like, Winilo, it was like, in 2016, I don't know if it was just like the area that I lived in, but like, that app was like popping. Like, everyone loved getting on that app and like, saving different items to their wish list, like different clothes and stuff. And so they started like this like model program and they were like, yeah, like if you sign up and get accepted, um, we'll like send you clothes from the from the app and then you just have to like model them and like give reviews. So that was like my first like modeling experience, <laughs> quote unquote. Slay. Um, but like for the people who did use the app, like it was like fun. Like I ended up getting like 10,000 followers on that app like just from like the people who used it I have no idea like where they were from or anything but like I felt like so legit I was like yeah I'm like a Nilo model you know but I guess that kind of opened the door but it was a fun time (laughs) um so then like moving into getting signed with Heyman like what did that process look for you like I know Michaela you said um like your mom sent in like photos via email and they wanted like more photos and stuff like that like I guess Sarah for you like how did you go about like that application process or like what did it feel like for both of you like did you ever have like that in-person interview where you had to like go in and like pose and stuff for them yes I did Really? Oh, yeah. Michaela's shaking her head. You didn't? I know. Really? Oh, that was intense. So I just had to actually, like, walk in there and pose in front of them? Yeah, they, like, yeah. took it, like, on video. What? Yeah, you, okay, you start. You start. I want yeah. to hear your experience. Yeah. So if I'm being, like, totally <laughs> honest, sometimes, like, when I look back on getting signed, I think, was it just luck? But then I booked jobs. And I'm like, it's, okay, maybe it wasn't luck. But I was just, like, very comfortable, like, walking in and stuff for the interview. And I made it to, like, the interview portion. So I was like, I'm already so proud of myself. If I don't get signed, whatever, it's okay. It's not meant to be. But then, um, yeah, so Sam had me do <laughs> the posing video. And I was like, okay, like, <laughs> we'll just make something up. And I guess it worked because yeah. I got signed. And it was also so funny because he kept arguing about my height. 
because Sam's like five eight or something. And when I told him my height, he's like, really? Like it was like back and forth for like a good two minutes. And I'm like, dude, like I am five five. Sam is funny. Yeah, he's so funny. And he's like, are you sure? Because I'm looking right at you like you look like you're taller. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I promise. But it was so funny. And yeah, like the posing video, it was that one. And then like another video where it was just like your facial expressions. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, fake it till you make it. That was so awkward. I'm sorry. (laughs) I, being an introvert, I literally hated that portion (laughs) because like, I don't know. I just remember I like, Ubered over there with my friend because I lied. My freshman year, I didn't have a car, but I was just in Cincinnati, so I just like Ubered. But I went over there with my friend because I was like, I have no idea what to expect. Like, you know, I just wanted to be safe and everything, but they let my friend go up there. And then he just like took me back and he just like put me in front of the camera, Sam did. And he was just (laughs) like, okay, like he took some digitals, which I was completely prepared for. So I was like, okay, this is what I can handle, you know? And then he started like rolling the camera and he's like, all right, act like you won the lottery. <laughs> and I would just, like, froze for a second. I'm like, what? Because, like, I don't know. I guess I didn't put together that, like, modeling is also part acting, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't do that either. Uh, so, yeah. I was he just didn't so give me, like, know. a scenario, though. He was just like, all right, you're going to, like, pose for, like, 30 seconds or, like, a minute. And he was just like, go. So I didn't get, like, a scenario. Like, I was like just free for all I'm like oh yeah oh yeah I, I got like go I got like scenarios I got like act disappointed like act like you just got bad news act like you just won the lottery and stuff so like I would just be like <gasps> I don't know like, it was just like so awkward and I was just like I just remember like leaving and being like oh my god I butchered that but I guess it all worked out but just like looking back on that that was like such a funny audition yeah. <laughs> Oh, let's talk about those classes real quick. Okay, so I didn't realize you had to do multiple classes. So I did my first one and we ran out of time because like we didn't get to, so I didn't get to take pictures at the end, which is like what you do in the class. Like we ran out of time. Like it was like dusk outside and he was like, okay, like we'll do it like next week. Um... And I guess, like, I think I had, like, a meeting or class for, like, another club, so I never went to the other ones. <laughs> but I guess there were multiple. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so you, like, never ended up going to one? Yeah. Oh, my God. How many was I, like, was I, I supposed to, to like, go five, to? five, six. Real? Oh. Okay. I, no, it was, like, seven. I want to take Did you more. do the fashion? You did the fashion ones? Yeah. Yeah, those were eight. Oh, yeah, it was eight. Like, commercial, like, if you were, like, a commercial, like, lifestyle model, you could take, like, those classes that, there were, like, only four of those, but if you wanted to do, like, the high fashion class... There were eight. There were eight classes with, like, abstract, like, posing, you know? That's really good to know. Um, I'll I'll email Laura. (laughs) (laughs) I actually remember seeing your photos, Michaela, like, somewhere, either on, like, Heyman's page or something. It's, like, funny because, like... It was so bad. We've all, like, finally, like, met now, but I feel like we've all known each other before we've, like, known each other. Yeah. I feel like that's, like, a lot of, like, the industry, though. Mm -hmm. It's, like, you just see people, like, on social media. Thinking back, like, over the course of, like, your modeling career with Heyman, like, how do you, how would you say, like, your overall experience has been, like, 
positives, negatives. It's really up to you, like what you want to share. Um, I know we're all under contract. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, but yeah, just like share kind of like your overall thoughts of like how you've like felt during your time. Um, I've been like very satisfied with the brands and like the professional runway shows and everything mm-hmm. and all the experiences and like getting to meet all the people and making connections and networking. One thing is um, I have been like getting like digitals more by myself, but mm-hmm. that is a big thing in modeling. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Like, I know it's kind of like the personal responsibility that they lay out at the beginning. Like, you need to like update your digitals, and yeah. digitals and stuff. Um, that's something that I've kind of been like stressed about too. I'm like, I've got my nose pierced. Like, I've cut my hair. Like, I don't look exactly the same as I do like mm-hmm. on my portfolio. And I know that I need to like update those photos, but it's like so hard, especially being like a student and like having to pay for like school and everything. I'm like, oh, can I really? Pictures are sl- free. Yeah, I know. They be charging like two hundred dollars for sh- photo shoots. I just need a simple photo. <laughs> I know. And like you can do like trade for print and stuff, but mm-hmm. that's always hard too because you don't just want to like use photographers all the time and yeah, stuff. Like they gotta sure. make like their bread too. Yeah. So it's just like really hard, but I agree with you. And always like oh take pictures of different hairstyles you have and if you get something like new a tattoo take a picture of that it's just yeah (laughs) yeah no people don't like realize like how much like really goes into modeling and Mm -hmm. stuff but I would say my experience like I have been very satisfied as well I feel like my agents like definitely have my back especially with like having braids and stuff I feel like that has not been a huge obstacle yet and to the point where they're still like pitching me to like brands and stuff so I also feel comfortable knowing that they have my back like in any situation and they're not going to put me in a situation where like they know I'm going to be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. like they wouldn't do that like they have my best interest in mind which I really appreciate for me I agree with both of you like my overall experience has been really positive like I'm not gonna lie like when I first got signed I was kind of like preparing for the worst almost because like just with like the modeling (laughs) industry like right like you just think like okay like are people in the industry gonna be nice like I wanted it to be more like of how I've actually felt like it is where like we go to shows, girls are talking the whole time, kiki king, like, it's, like, a fun time, like, Literally. we're all getting along, talking, and, like, just boosting each other up, like, that's what really makes modeling recently, like, so enjoyable, um, I really haven't, you know, experienced a super bad memory yet, um, but, like, I don't know, overall, I do feel, like, even what I would consider one of the more challenging parts was like getting started. Like we were talking about like the classes and everything. Like the classes were like every other week, but like I was just yes. like, as I'm sure other people were like, I was just super busy during the time that I was taking classes. Yeah. And so like, I really didn't always have time to find like, even though it sounds easy, like for the people who aren't as familiar with like the modeling industry or like taking like posing classes, like we had to come prepared with like new poses each week to like get in front of the camera and like pose and like as easy as it sounds like studying and re- remembering like literally five different base poses yeah it's actually like really hard and sometimes i wouldn't have time before class so i would just try to like hurry up and like cram them in like that's before the class <laughs> that's how 
<laughs> You're explaining. I've never heard somebody else like have the same experience as me. <laughs> like everybody else in my class is doing good, but it's just me. I'm just like, I'm sorry. Like I'm busy. Like it, you, you expect me to know five base poses. Then out of those five base poses, I have to go into multiple others. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, how am I supposed to remember all this in a base of two weeks? Yeah. Honestly, when I was talking about seeing you, like, before I knew you, like, I'm pretty sure, like, in one of my classes, he, like, showed one of your poses or something. Like, yeah, so if that gives you any validation, like... That makes me feel so good. Yeah. We were always bumping heads, but, like, at my last class, I, like, did very good. Like, I blew everybody's mind. Mm -hmm. Like, Laura was in the class, and everybody was just, like, literally nobody knew where it came from. I didn't even know where it came from. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and you don't even realize, like, how much you've learned until like you're on the set of something and Literally. they don't give you instructions they're like just pose Literally. and you can do it, it in a heartbeat yeah. like that was actually classes with Chris like, Chris if you hear this thank you for sure <laughs> thank you so much thank you I'm so, so um, sorry for putting you through that <laughs> so what would you say is your favorite memory from either like classes or a booking that you've had like overall like throughout your modeling career like what's a memory that you always like think back of and really enjoy that's hard it's a great question that is very hard because it's like all of them are great memories like all of them make me feel happy and make me feel good then i guess i would um rephrase and maybe say like what is maybe like a booking that you've gotten that's like really like opened your eyes to like your potential or like what was something that like really made you like feel like I'm a great model you know I would say finish line um yes congratulations on that by the way I was very scared with that I didn't think I was gonna get it because I had braids and I messed up on some of my poses but they didn't care and um Natalia Fendier what about you Sarah I would say my favorite booking outside of Heyman that I did was for BET, Black Entertainment Television. I did it for their website apparel, so that was really cool just because I grew up watching the BET Awards and all of the shows on that network, so that was really awesome. And I would say my favorite one through Heyman would probably be just recently. I did one for Ripple Junction, and today my friend was shopping on Amazon for Halloween costumes, and I was like the first oh person God. with the other model, oh like God. at the top of the website, and she sent that to me, and I was like, oh my Congratulations. God, like I'm on Amazon, I'm like what? Which was like really really cool to see, but. Honestly, I would say that first photo shoot I did with Sweaty Bands because looking back, like, I thought I had, like, made it. I thought I was, like, okay, like, I'm an industry, like, contender that I've worked with Sweaty Bands and stuff. But it's just so funny to look back because that was, like, obviously such an important step, like, in the right direction. But that's, like, how it all got started, you know? It's just that small gig and doing, like, small little photo shoots with them, like, every other month or so so looking back and just like keeping the faith and stuff i would say you know that first gig really kicked it off i agree with both of you like two examples that i have of like that really kind of like opened my eyes to my potential would be 
Um, the one last, like, May, I think, was um, the e-commerce shoot for Express. Okay. Yes, yeah. It was with yes. Michaela too. I remember seeing I remember you, you and people kept sending it to me. Period. I remember no, people kept sending me your picture and being like, "Is this you?" I was like, "Oh my god." I'm like, "She's gorgeous." But no, that's not me. Um Classic. But yeah. That's another example of how I've like seen all of you like around, you know? Cuz I remember that like that Express e-commerce was like so fun just because like I don't know, before that, you know, I had been doing, like, little collaborations with, like, photographers and, like, different local people and stuff like that. But, you know, Express is, like, a brand that, like, everyone knows. Absolutely. People shop at. So, like, I just remember. And it was literally, mind you, was my butt. It was a photo of my butt, like, no, on the girl, website. No, girl, your face is everywhere, too. <laughs> I I did some Instagram researching. Okay. Uh, okay, maybe that one photo. Yeah, that one photo with, the like, the jeans I was modeling. They did show my face, which I was very happy about. But, like, on the like main page like kind of did like this little video of me like tugging on the jeans and it was really cool I remember like going into an express store and like seeing like the corner of my butt <laughs> and I was like that's my butt that's my butt um, I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah um, and then like the second one that I would say was this past May um I was in a private event. It was like one of like my first like paid fashion shows too. So I was really excited that I landed like a booking and it was in Columbus, so it wasn't too far. Um, and so it was like for Saks Fifth Avenue for the Hat Day um, event that they were like hosting. So I remember like going to um, Get Fit in Columbus and they were like, okay, try on this dress. And like I remember going to the fitting room like trying on the dress and like the tag was still on it girlies (laughs) i was like this is by far the most expensive piece of clothing (laughs) i will ever probably wear and it was just like i was just shook because i was like okay i'm finally stepping up my game like i'm starting to get into like high fashion you know because like Saks is like pretty established and everything. It was a really like beautiful, expensive piece of clothing. Um, and so I ended up wearing like that floral dress in the show. And unfortunately, like since it was a private event, they didn't take a, like a lot of pictures. So like oh. there was really no way for me to like kind of hold on to that memory. But I ended up like finding one photo of me like standing on the stage at the end when all of us were like out there clapping and this summer like while I was abroad like I was just like scrolling online sometimes I like get bored and I'll go on YouTube and like watch like America's Got Talent like golden buzzer (laughs) videos and so I was just like watching this golden buzzer video from AGT and like it flashed to Heidi Klum and like at first I was just like okay but then I look closely I'm like Oh my gosh, she's wearing that dress that I was modeling in the Saks Fifth show. That is so cool. And I was just like shook because I'm like, oh my gosh. So not only was it like a really cool opportunity, but like literally was clothes that like celebrities wear. So that was kind of like a moment where I was just like, I did that. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. period. I thought you were going to say the all-star fashion show for the NBA. And I was like, you ate ate that show. When you came on the escalator, I got, I I got chills. Like I was like, (laughs) oh my God. That was definitely the most interesting runway that I've ever done. Like standing at the top of the escalator and like having to pose like all the way down the escalator (laughs) and then like having to like look straight while you're like stepping off of it. Like, I feel like everyone, what goes through everyone's mind when they're, like, walking is, like, don't trip, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. 
And I was like, if I kick this escalator right now and I fall in front of everyone, I will die and I will walk off this stage. Um, no, because like, I think oh, that I was like the first time I ever like interacted like with your page because I knew who you were. Aww. But I saw that show and I was like, this girl ate. <laughs> Thank it's like you. she needs to know. Thank you. No, that was so fun. That's so fun. I guess going off of your favorite memory, what would you say has like been one challenge that you've had to overcome since the beginning of your modeling career? Um, I would say my biggest challenge is my height. Um, this weekend I was booked with Natalia Fendier and I was going for a fitting. And while the fitting, she said, wow, you're very short. And I had Birkenstocks on at the time, so I was like, duh, like, <laughs> if I put on these heels, I'm gonna be 5'7, 5'8. But she was like, you're very short, and I don't know if you'll be able to walk with for me. She's like, I want my models, like, gigantic looking up. She's like, I'm short. I'm literally looking at you. Yeah. I was like, I have Birkenstocks on. I was like, she's like, well, you can walk, and I'll see afterwards. So she put on, she put me on the outfit and everything, and I walked. And she was like, "Get her some shoes. Get her to." She just started dressing me up and everything. I was like, "Oh, oh yeah!" I'm like, "Hopefully I got it." Okay. She still said I'm too short, so hopefully I get the email afterwards. So I got the email. It was very exciting, but ever since like that moment, she's like always been saying, "You're very short. You're very short," and like, I get that from a lot of people. And like runways, you have to be like a certain height. You usually have to be like five seven, five eight, mm-hmm. and I'm like five six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's challenging. What about you, Sarah? I would say my hair and my skin color because sometimes I don't know if like like I don't even know what the standard is like for black women in the industry, but literally. Because it's always changing. Sometimes I wonder, like, oh, like, am I, like, too dark for, like, this company and this brand? And, like, with my hair and stuff, um, I didn't realize it until, like, one of my gigs that I got that sometimes, like, braids, it can, like, screw up with, like, the editing process. And I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. And I also had someone at a fashion show doing my hair who was, like, openly saying, like, how she hated doing braids while she was doing my hair and I was like girl it's okay like if you don't like doing braids but like would you just like not say it in front of someone you're literally like doing hair on who has braids yeah and so I never know like with gigs and stuff like are they gonna hire me like if I have braids like I'm always willing to change my hair at any given moment but Mm -hmm. it's also hard because sometimes you're on hold for a gig you don't know if you have it sometimes you get a gig last minute and you know, you still have braids in or any protective style. So it's like, it's not just like a last minute like turnaround, but I'm always willing to adapt and stuff. But going into gigs, I always wonder like, is there going to be someone there that knows how to do my hair? Mm -hmm. And if not, you're just going to have to work with a protective style because there's no representation. So, I mean, a model not to get too off topic, but a model that I look up to a lot in Heyman, her name is Michaela, and she has knotless box braids um, and, like, same color and stuff, and she's been booking, like, huge gigs, Savage Fenty Ambassador, um, just booked with, like, Brooks um, and some other huge brands, so, like, that gives me hope because I'm seeing her book 
with like huge companies and get huge opportunities and she's wearing box braids for like every single gig that she's getting so that just gives me so much hope and like it kind of like builds my confidence going in it's like if she can do it so can I but yeah I would definitely say like skin color never know if I'm like too dark for this client and my hair never know if someone's gonna be able to do it or if they are accepting of braids so that's just always something that is in the back of my mind but that's why I've bought a lot of wigs in the past few months <laughs> but so. can we talk about that though like yeah. literally having your hair done on set as a woman of color can sometimes be a nightmare so i'm always prepared to like be like, like get sent home or something be like you're cut from this gig or you're cut from this show yeah like truthfully it gives me like a pit in my stomach i like fashion week i literally like they were calling people back for hair and i was like oh my gosh i please like hope get somebody like looks like me for mm-hmm. real <laughs> i don't want to be rude and like like that but like most of the people who have done my hair that are not the same color as me has messed up my hair, has caused damage to my hair, sprayed the wrong chemical, mm-hmm. or does not know how to like properly take care of it. You know, um, protection. Like They'll just put a straight iron right to my curl, and I'm just like, yeah. oh my gosh, no. And that's the hardest part, because when you're in the industry, you're taught, like, not to question people's like creative decisions or like things like that so like you're never supposed to fix your makeup like after a makeup artist does it because it's seen Mm -hmm. as super disrespectful you're not supposed to fix your hair after and so it can be hard sometimes like speaking up for yourself and being like the way that you're doing this like is damaging my hair because at the end of the day you know your hair better than anyone like going off of what you said Michaela the other day at fashion week like I also had someone who did not have the experience with like working with like textured hair but like even to me like my hair is just like curly like I don't know like I really didn't see my hair as like too difficult to work with um and I don't want to like put her down in any way because like I know that she's still a talented like hairdresser and everything like that but like if you're going to be working like in a modeling industry I feel like there needs to be like more expectation that like people can work with every type of hair Mm -hmm. because just like it's embarrassing to like have someone who you don't know how to work on their hair like it's embarrassing for us to have to like speak up and be like this is either like damaging my hair or like this is not going it's so well like it's I mean, as you said, like, so humiliating. Mm-hmm. Like, having to, like, speak up or, like, sit there and have everybody, like, look at you and, you know, have a hairdresser, like, not know how to do your hair and stuff. And if you look at all the high-fashion models, like, some of the highest-paid models, they all have, like, shaved heads or they're bald. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that not speak volumes to the industry and how, like, they treat mm-hmm. black women? Because I would be mortified if, like, I didn't want to cut my hair and someone told me I had to just because other be people like, don't know how to do it. Cry. Yeah. Like, that's not a good enough excuse. <laughs> cry so hard. And same with makeup, too. Like, there have just been times where, like, I've had my makeup done and it just, like... The foundation, the foundation doesn't, doesn't match. The foundation doesn't match. Or it's just, that like... Ends up this ashy. Yeah. Like, I bawled my eyes out. Like, oh I was literally God. in the chair and the girl literally kept um, saying, my eyes, your eyes are, like, a weird shape. Your eyes are da 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 What? Like, she just kept sitting there talking oh about my God. eyes. And, like, I used to be a makeup artist, so I know 
the first step that she did, she messed up my makeup. Mm-hmm. Like, I already knew it was over. So I literally was just sitting there. I just kept looking. I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is not going well. So the designer came over, and she was like, no. Yeah, she pointed to me, and she just said no. <laughs> I was like, I start crying. Because, like, I didn't want to say anything to her. And I just, like, so I just got up. I just walked away, and I just went to a different makeup artist, like, Mm-hmm. All the way at the end, <laughs> she wouldn't see. No, literally. I just felt so bad, and I felt like I didn't want to say anything to her, or come at her in any way, because okay, you probably you're you're probably in school because I think they all were. Yeah, they were still getting taught, so I didn't want to say anything to hurt her feelings. So I just sat there. That's the best you can do is just kind of like <laughs> secretly just like go to someone else like, too. Literally, yeah. Like the other day, like at Fashion Week, like. Like I mentioned, the lady who was doing my hair, like, it was getting really frustrating because she kept, like, walking back and forth to, like, the um, black lady who was, like, doing the hair. Mm -hmm. And she just kept being like, what do I do next? I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do textured hair and stuff like that. And she just, like, kept repeating that. But then, like, at also one point, she, like, mentioned that she had been in, like, hair care for, like, so many years. And I was just like... If you've been in hair care, no. There wasn't a single chapter on textured hair. Yeah, it's like, have you been in the hair care industry for, like, X amount of years, but, like, you keep, like, walking back and forth? Because that was taking time away. Like, it literally, to get my hair, literally just my curly hair scrunched and fluffed, it took, like, an hour and a half. Oh, my God. Mine took, like, three hours. (laughs) Like, my makeup literally took... Four or five hours. That's like half the time to get braids. <laughs> no, like. yeah. Like <laughs> So it's just crazy, but yeah, to kind of wrap up that thought, I would agree that that's kind of like one of the bigger challenges I've had is just kind of like speaking up for myself and like at least like on set and like trying to like do the job like the best I can while like also like maintaining my boundaries I feel like is something that I'm still learning um I know we've kind of mentioned some like not so good experiences that we've had but overall like considering like where we are now like do you think that the modeling industry has like done a better job over time at like valuing like diverse identities and physical traits of people or do you think that still needs to be like improved and that can be as far as like hair and makeup or at least just like including people like in bookings i think maybe in more like progressive states you know like new york fashion week you know seeing mm-hmm. like transgender women like walk the runway mm-hmm. women with disabilities walk the runway which is like so fantastic yeah. but then you look at you know areas like the midwest who still have like the same kind of standards mm-hmm. and it's not as inclusive as like you know california like their fashion week it's it's still evolving but I definitely think there still needs to be more, especially with hair care and makeup artists. It's just, it's getting ridiculous. Some of like the horror stories I've seen, even like on TikTok and stuff with like black girls, like literally just hairstyles like combing the hell out of their hair and it like falling out in like chunks. Is like so ridiculous. It's literally a nightmare. So I do think we are getting better, but there's just a lot still with some of um, just some other established brands where inclusivity needs to start being like a top priority. 
Sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent. No, that was very, awesome. Very passionate. Yeah, snaps to you. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I agree with her. Like, um, it's more diverse in like the bigger states, like New York, California, and all those. But once you come to like a smaller state, a lot of people don't know how to um, do women of color's hair. Some people don't know how to work on their face because of their eyes or their eyebrows are too thick. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like these schools need to teach more diverse things since it is, we are progressing. It's 2022. Everybody's talking about body positivity and content on how to model even if you don't think you can model you can model Mm -hmm. and I feel like people need to catch up to that and start teaching that stuff in schools like hair school and makeup school that cosmetology school (laughs) yeah yeah we know what you meant (laughs) in cosmetology school they need to like teach more diverse things and how to work with women of color because you're going to start seeing more of that in shows Yeah, for sure. I definitely think, like, one person off the top of my head who's doing such a good job with that is Coco Rocha and, like, her modeling camp. Like, I'm just seeing so many different walks of life. Like, transgender women, shorter Mm -hmm. women, plus-size women attend these camps. And her hiring, like, all of these diverse makeup artists and hairstylists, which I think is just so great. But, like, her whole message and, like, promoting inclusivity, it's just very prevalent as to that's like that's who she is that's what she cares about and it's so cool to see someone in the high fashion industry actively doing that Mm -hmm. so lastly as we close i have two final questions for you all the first one um i know we've kind of briefly talked about like our experience things that we would change or things that we do like about the industry um but just in general do you have any final words that you would like to tell other people especially women of color um like what would you tell them um if they wanted to join the modeling industry what advice or like what words would you have (laughs) no you're okay i asked the question already you can just answer whenever okay um i would always say keep going and um, don't think because you have a certain hairstyle or you look a certain way or you got a certain piercing that you can't do modeling or you can't keep going just take another photo and make sure you keep your digitals up to touch Um, and I would say that brands are more diverse now so don't think that you're not going to get a job just because your hair's in a protective style or don't think you're going to get a job because you're too dark or anything. It's more about posing and how professional you are when you walk in. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I have had a job that I haven't got because of a hairstyle, but they said I would have got that job if I would have sent them a digital of how my hair looked before. Mm-hmm. So I would keep that in mind when applying and doing casting calls. I would say definitely be in a good mental health state. Yeah. Um, because 
modeling like can take a really hard toll on you, especially if you're like constantly comparing yourself to Caucasian women. Um, So definitely make sure that you are in the right state of mind. And I would also say think of like all the great people who have like come before you, not just like in modeling, but like think of all the people that have like broken barriers in sports and other forms of the entertainment industry like they did it. So what makes you think that you can't do it? Like a lot of people have come before. We've made so many strides like as a society. So you are more than capable of being that person to break another barrier. And I hope you listeners know that like there will be barriers that come up in the modeling industry, but that's why we're needed more than ever because we need to keep bringing these perspectives to the industry and we need to keep pushing for better and more equitable standards within the industry. Mm-hmm. Period. So my final question for you all to close up this wonderful discussion that we've had would be what are your goals moving into the future? Like what type of jobs do you hope to be landing in the future? Like what type of model do you aspire to be moving forward? I am going to be the 2023 Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Rookie. Yes, you are. And putting that out to the world. And I really want to do um, sports apparel modeling and be a Nike model. I love that. That's my goal. Or sports model queen. Yes. Manifesting it. If oh, you're you listening, will. Nike? Get on it. Just do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I would say my goal is to um, what um, Jake say. You're not a model if you ain't been in Vogue. Ooh. Oh, okay. I'm ready to walk for Vogue and be on the front page. So hopefully that happens. We're manifesting that. But one of the top things I want to do is um, I want to walk for um, Swim Week, and I want to be on more swim, swim magazines and on the front page of that. So hopefully that works. And getting my face back in Times Square. Express got it. Yes. It wasn't enough. <laughs> right. You need That's more. just the beginning. That's just the beginning, baby. Period. Hopefully. Period. I don't know. I would just say I, um, I've um, i always loved more of, like, the high fashion aspect of things. Like, I think that I do want to, like, continue to, like, dabble in commercial modeling. Um, just to pay the bills. Yeah, just to pay the bills, you know. Um, and just for, like, the experience. But, like, what really, like, drives me as a model is, like, being in, like, really interesting abstract quirky shoots and like literally you know fashion shows like that's my cup of tea like I just want to continue to like challenge myself in like different looks that I can like pull off like no matter how like crazy and like wacky they are like so I just think moving forward um, I want to you know advance in the editorial world continue to you know book some bigger fashion shows okay, maybe sis. new york fashion week Yay. at vadushi vadushi did it vadushi okay. did it so she okay. opened the door for some other girlies and i just want to i just want to be next you know what i mean so i want to continue to push myself like in the fashion show aspect of things 
But you, who knows? Like, maybe I want to be in, like, some editorials, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> Vogue, too, Could, you know? Yeah. I'm saying, like, something. I would mind a little Vogue feature. Sure. Yeah, some, just some more <laughs> magazine um, features, maybe, in the future. But I see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both so much for this conversation. I feel so refreshed after this. Like, I feel like as models we really don't have the opportunity as much like unless we're like at a booking to like talk to other girls who are in the industry other women who are in the industry um and really just like talk about our experiences so i appreciate you all being super candid about your experiences and just sharing like how you felt throughout your time in the industry um and i really hope that this conversation um was able to enlighten some listeners about different things that we felt and you know how things should change moving forward so okay so I know um to my regular listeners out there that I usually share a spoken word poem um either of mine or of like a local community artist at the end of each episode however um Unfortunately, I do not have one as it particularly relates to the industry. So I just figured that um, we will uh, revisit the poetry next week for our discussion on childhood trauma. Um, So with that, this episode has come to a close. Thank you so much for tuning in to Woman Identified. See you next week.